How's everyone doing? Welcome to another episode of the Dave Dunhu podcast. So in this episode, I'm talking about making your mind up. Again, like other topics I've chatted about and some topics I've chatted about that I haven't brought up in classes yet, this one I did bring up. It was on a day I was writing ideas up on a board, teaching some concepts. And at the end of the day, I said, you know what? This stuff, it isn't like this is the ultimate guide to life. I do not have it sussed out by any sense or means or any shape or form. However, there is some ideas I found useful at that time. Now, I'm not the only one sharing ideas. The whole internet is full of people sharing ideas about what they think is good or what they think could help others. At the end of the day, though, the only people who can determine if it can help them are the people who take on the ideas and use them. So in that class, when I was chatting about productivity, I said, some of you are going to use this stuff and find it really useful. Some of you are going to look at this stuff and go, this isn't for me, this is an absolute waste of time. Some of you are going to try some bits and maybe just tweak it for your own lifestyle. Then another group of you are going to not do any of it at all and maybe five to ten years down the line, you'll think back on the class, some word will have sprung out at you and you'll suddenly see another book or another video or somebody else will mention a topic and you'll go, you know what, I didn't try that that time. Maybe I'll give it a go now. And that's the interesting thing about ideas. You can choose to accept or reject them. And even within each realm, you can choose how much acceptance you give an idea. Are you going to become a plant-based eater, we'd say, all the time? Are you going to do it on the weekdays? Are you going to tweak it for your own individual lifestyle? That's just one idea in one area. Now, one area of how do you make your own mind up, for students in particular, well, it comes down to really trying out the idea and seeing if it suits you. I remember when I was younger, I used to automatically reject ideas. And I mean every sort of idea. I didn't like certain foods if I'd never even tried them. If somebody was trying to show me how to be more productive, I might find holes in their theory and not even try it. I think the whole concept of trying over a period of time, because you could try it one day. And as somebody once said, they said, you know, you can do push-ups for a day, but it won't make you fit and strong. Or you can eat an apple a day and it doesn't automatically make you healthy for the rest of your life or overnight. It's about trying for a period of time and then reflecting on it and seeing, well, did it help me? Did this serve me? What would I like to keep? What would I like to drop? That's a brief outline on a system I'd use myself and I've described to other students. Now, what can you use it on? It begins by finding out what it is you want to learn. Do you want to become fitter? Do you want to become healthier? Do you want to earn more money? Do you want to have more time? Do you want to feel no stress? you want to feel less it depends on whatever it is you want as a person and for this example i'm just going to pick one area let's say i'm going to pick nutrition so all of a sudden i'm like i think i need to make a change in my diet where do i begin i think anybody who's been into a bookstore has seen how many books there are out there on diets and nutrition there's a million ones well not a million but a good lot and even listening to people on podcasts talk about how They would have gone from a pure animal protein-based diet and after a while they changed to vegan and they went, you know what, I feel so much better now that I'm a vegan. But then you listen to another podcast where somebody was vegan and after a few years they said, do you know what, I went back to eating animal-based protein, it just really helps with dot 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 or whatever. And then you have ones that switch back and over, ones that try each. There's a multitude of things. And not only with diets, that can happen with philosophies it can happen with productivity it can happen with success books if success if there's only one way to 
the path to success, whatever you want to define success as, surely one book would have covered it. Not like thousands of books, given different ways. That really used to jam me up years ago when I'd be in a book section and I'd look at a productivity book and I'd go, which one is the best way? There's the ultimate way to productivity. There's the best way. There's the proven way. Oh, this one's a bestseller. Oh, this one is a testimonial from an athlete that I respect. You know, there is so many different things. So as I said to the kids that day, I said, you know what? Read through, get in all the information you can and make your own judgment. But try stuff before you make the judgment. As I was saying earlier, very easy just to reject information without trying it at all. And especially too with younger crowds. For example, if a friend goes, nah, that sounds like rubbish. You can take a bit more for a teenager to stand out of the group and go, you know what, I'm going to try it. So that's step one. It's decide what you want to learn, what you're interested in or what you're curious about getting better at or knowing more about. And again, there's many different areas you can look up. Now, number two is about where to find the source of information. Years ago, it used to be books. It used to be DVDs. It used to be all sorts. Nowadays, like in the information age we live in, with the internet, YouTube, there's lots of free resources to even try a bit of a philosophy or try a bit of something and then decide if you want to read more into it. At the minute, this year, I began reading into Stoicism. It was something I'd never really read into before. And this year, it just suddenly made a bit more sense to me. And here's an example. Like I said to those students that day, I've often picked up books and gone, nah, this, and read a bit of the back of the cover and gone, you know, this doesn't sound like my sort of book. Only to come back to it two years later and love the book. So shelving some things for later is perfectly okay in this too. So let's say now there's a student who wants to get better at productivity. Now they look for a source. Well, YouTube's a good place to start. It can be easy to get overwhelmed. You will find multiple productivity videos. You'll find multiple approaches. You may even find some approaches that'll take chips out of another approach that you kind of liked. I feel that resonating with the person who's sharing the message is a massive part in all this. If you don't really get a nice vibe or whichever way you like to connect with people from the person who's sharing this information, that does make the learning process a bit harder. Like I'll use one example, let's say physics. Physics is a subject, but put many different teachers teaching physics that can determine how much the students learn based on the relationship with that teacher, how enjoyable the teacher can make it, how they connect with students, their tone of voice. There's multiple aspects that go unsaid, unrecognized, but do have an impact in the learning process. One example I'm going to use is Tony Robbins. For some people, they love his gung-ho attitude. Some people love the way that he burns the boats, he jumps and figures out how to make his way on the way down to where he wants to go or whatever way he puts it. Whereas other people love Wayne Dyer. Wayne Dyer, who is one of the most soft-spoken speakers I've ever heard. And this interests me years ago. Because there were messages that both Tony Robbins and Wayne Dyer shared that shared similar, similar characteristics. Albeit through the filter of reserved, peaceful talking and mild gestures being Wayne Dyer. And then... On the other hand, Tony Robbins, beating his chest, jumping up and down, shouting, unleash the giant within. Or whichever way he'd put it in that seminar. This is the really cool thing. 
there are times to listen to those people that will absolutely get a fire going under you and those people who kind of will give a message in a peaceful manner. And these do act like mentors of sorts for anybody who listens to them. And does this mean that people who are generally really up-tempo, intense, listen to Tony Robbins and don't listen to Wayne Dyer? No. It can even depend on the time of day or the time of week or people go through phases. So there's another guy I listen to, he's called Jocko Willink. And (laughs) basically, I listened to him on a podcast last year and I thought, this dude is so intense. And he is. He's a Navy SEAL or former Navy SEAL and amazing stories of bravery and courage. I checked out his Instagram page for the first time two weeks ago and I couldn't figure out what was going on. He's wearing a watch and it had 430, 432, 437. And I thought, is this guy running distances with that time at the sports watch? Until I realised he gets up around 4.30 every single morning. He's all about discipline and all about doing the things you must do. Here's the thing. There's a time I listen to Jocko Willink now that if I need to get a burst on with something, he's the man I listen to. Uh, Before bed, he would be the last person on earth I would listen to. I wouldn't want to sleep. I'd forgo sleep just to be sure I'd be there at 4.30 to get about my day. So when I describe this to students about the different personalities and the different mentors they could have, it isn't like you have to sit with one of them for the whole time. It can be like teachers in school. You can have Jocko Willing for a while, get into the value of getting up early. Then when you want to chill out, you could listen to somebody with a nice message, but albeit in a gentler manner. And that about wraps up number two. Getting sidetracked here. (laughs) Finding a source of information. So you could look up anywhere you want. You could look up many different mentors. Uh, The mentor bit is the important bit, that you find a connection with somebody that you're willing to listen to and learn of. Okay, so that was a bit about mentors and how they can relate to information and how they can make it to learning a lot easier in a better environment for you. Now, the next thing is, what do you do with this information? Well, definitely give it a chance, like I was saying, for 30 days or for a week, whichever way you want to see fit, and then reflect on it. Take out a page, see what worked, see how it affected other things. And this next bit is for the students. Some of this stuff... It's good to check in and see what worked by the end of the month and check how it affects other things. That's called an ecology check. For example, getting up early might seem really good and really productive, getting up at 6 a.m., whatever time. However, if you have clubs in the evening to go to, I mean social clubs, not nightclubs, you could have clubs to go to in the evening or lessons or sport or anything like that. And if you're an absolute tired wreck by the end of the day, Maybe sleeping in a bit in the morning is the best thing. And do that hour of work in the evening then. So definitely tweak the information you get as well for your own lifestyle, like I was saying earlier. And finally, the most important thing. Nobody has it all sussed out. It's down to you to choose what you do with the information. Nobody's a right to say, I'm the time management guru. And when you listen to me, that means your life is going to drastically improve. That can sell. And some people's life will drastically improve. However, one fundamental distinction is that everybody lives such different lives. There isn't one size fits all approach. Why is there so many books on success if each one is the proven way or the whatever way? That's why when I heard Jim Rohn for the first time years ago in a seminar which is up on YouTube, um, I'll actually link it. It's uh, one of my favorite seminars I've ever watched and I keep watching. He wasn't one of the ones that said, This is the way. You must do it this way. 
I know it all, da da so on, so on, I am your guru, and all that. What he did was, he said, listen to what I say, and make your own mind up. Be a student, don't be a follower. Craft your own philosophy. That absolutely blew my mind. Because all of a sudden I had freedom to listen to him, knowing he wasn't up on a pedestal, saying this is the only way. Now I had freedom of choice to listen to his ideas, I had freedom of choice to decide what I'd try, and I had freedom of choice to even know that's what he was suggesting. It was such a little distinction in his speech, but it made a massive difference. So I'm going to wrap this up here and say, this is just another episode of ideas, which you can take on board if you wish, try some of them if you wish, and at the end of the day, make up your own decision on what you find useful yourself personally. Thanks for listening. Catch you soon.